0: All right, all right, I don't want to be rude because Troy Rank of Denver Seven joins us, presented by Rocks Heating and Air. He's uh, on a hold with us, Troy. Man, okay. Me and Phil have been going back and forth over an hour here with the Sean Payton, Russell Wilson stuff. I hope that Sean Payton is up to what Phil thinks he is, because if this guy has misused the timeout six for six at one point and in, in another uh, or another every single game this season, he's forgetting what down it is. Um, this operation looks like a complete mess. They're worse off now than they ever were with Hackett uh, through six games. Um, I'm frustrated. We're all frustrated. W- where are you at, Troy?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not worse off offensively than they were last year. They so look like it on irony. Thursday night, Troy. Yeah, but they, they looked worse uh, probably 15 times last year under Hackett than they've looked this year. Yeah. But the the irony is, They had the worst offense last year. This year, they have the worst defense statistically. Now, Sean Payton, he's part of the issue offensively. To the last two games, Russell Wilson has looked much closer to the 2022 Russell than the improved player we saw early in the season. His eyes are going down. When he tries to spin out of the pocket, he can't get loose and get his body squared again. He's thrown. He's made bad decisions. He had four passes deflected, two picks. I mean, that is... For, so for me, part of the Peyton issue, I mean, you can't defend the timeout. When it happened, I couldn't believe it. We just assumed the ref announced it wrong and said, oh, obviously the Chiefs called it. The Broncos wouldn't call it on a fourth down. It cost them three points. Sean Payton admitted it was a boneheaded mistake. But what I want to see going forward, I mean, the record aside, can Sean Payton get into rhythm as a play caller? Because watching him, there's times it feels like he's calling a game for Drew Brees and an offense he used to have instead of the personnel he has right now. He said they were going to commit to running. It was going to be part of their DNA. They've thrown more, almost two to one, in terms of how many times their running backs have run the ball. That's how they were built. It's counterintuitive to how he built this team this offseason, which was Pirine, McGlinchey, Powers, Burton, Manhurts, and then you decide we're going to fling it around the yard, with guys who don't pass block particularly well. And that's where, I don't know, Peyton needs someone to kind of say, like, hey, what are we doing? Like, this personnel doesn't match how you're calling plays. And, and I don't know if it's the year off from it, where you, you're literally, like, rusty and trying to figure, you know, work back into it. But he hasn't looked like himself as a play caller, and it's really shown up these last two games against better defenses. Troy, how are you doing today? Fantastic. So how are you? I'm good. You know, in a heated argument with Zach, you know, you're you're I think that you're answering a lot of my good questions, but uh <laughs> do you feel like Sean at this point does not trust anybody in the building such as his own coaching staff? Yeah, listen, Sean is different. He's abrasive, not everyone wants to work for him, not everyone wants to play for him. And that's exacerbate that's exacerbated in, in when you're losing. And we saw some of this with Fangio. Fangio was more, and you played for Vegas. It was more like he was cold to it and he yeah. just bury himself in work. So there's no connectivity with players in because of his personality where Sean can be abrasive. He can be rude. I mean, he's that guy that's, he, you know, he'll create conflict. And in the past, when he created conflict, it's to bring the best out of you. But when you're terrible as a team and you say these things, sometimes it goes sideways and, So for me, he's got to try to find out kind of who's all in here, both on the coaching staff and the players, because they're not going to have a winning season. They're not going to the playoffs. That's pretty obvious by just the talent level and how they're playing. So can you identify your core players moving forward? And does he have the stomach to wear this, you know, kind of play this thing out for three to four years? And I've made the comparison when I hosted uh, the morning show uh, yesterday. I think that was yesterday, Monday, that it reminds me of Jim Leland. And I'm hoping there's a happier Indian than the Jim Leland. Jim Leland came from the Marlins. He had won a World Series in 97. They tore down the Marlins in 98. He came to the Rockies in 99. He was the guy who had the ring. He was going to show everyone how you play baseball He was the smartest guy in the room, and he got here and could not manage at Coors Field playing baseball without gravity before the humidor. He was miserable, miserable, and by the end of the season, he was out. And, again, part of it was managing at altitude, but part of it was it wasn't him. Like, it just didn't fit. And so does Sean Payton have the stomach to walk walk away from Russell Wilson to get a, you know, whether it's Drake May or somebody else, his quarterback, develop a quarterback, which he hasn't done from jump. He gets a lot of credit for Breeze as he should, but can he develop a quarterback and see this process through? That's Mm -hmm. what I want to see is at the end of the year, if they have three wins or four wins, but he's identified 10 to 15 core guys and he is ready to develop a quarterback and figure out, Phil, what does a Denver Bronco look like? Because right now it's the island of misfit toys. Mm. There's a reason guys leave here and play better elsewhere because they stop fitting here. They've been, there's five coaches in eight years. They keep drafting for a different philosophy every couple of years. So a guy can be a good player. He doesn't fit here because they don't know what a Denver Broncos looks like. What is, what does that mean? So at some point they've got to figure that out. And is Sean up for that because he is a brilliant coach. This year, notwithstanding the guy knows football, Mm. but it's not translating. So can he get enough of his people in here, enough of his type of players, and start over with a young quarterback? I don't know the answers to that. But the challenge is way bigger, I think, than he imagined when he took the job.
0: Yeah, and and I, I really agree with that last part. I just do not think that he understood... Uh, the size of this thing that he was biting off to chew. I, I just, I, I don't believe that to be the case. Uh, I, and if he did, why would you say some of the things that you said in, in, in the preseason that, you know, you were so emboldened and now you're one in five. And, you know, you, you, Troy, this is the thing I can't reconcile right now. All right. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe in three three years, maybe he has a stomach for it, as you say. But you you use genius and I'm watching a guy who doesn't know what down it is. I'm watching a guy who's made a timeout mistake in each and every single game. But is that that, that a mistake th- or is it on purpose? Tro- That's uh, we- uh, okay, 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 let's go there. And, and let's ask Troy. Troy, do you think that in week five, six, seven of the NFL season that Sean Payton knows enough about this football team and is purposefully sabotaging <laughs> the team on game day?
1: No, he would never do that. It's just too much time he puts in. I mean, the guy's, you know, he's that guy 20 hours a day. There would never, he would never lose on purpose. I think part of it, again, it's he and Russell not on the same page and how they get guys in and out of huddle, the whole process. He basically, for 15 years, had a quarterback that was like the voice in his head where they could finish each other's sentences. And, yes, there was Mm -hmm. some time, a little bit of Jason Hill, a little bit of Teddy Ridgewater, a little bit of, um, who am I, Jameis Winston, but for the most part, he and Drew – we're symbiotic in so many ways. And that's what you see. Sean is like expecting this perfection of I'm going to call the play. Boom. It's out. Here we go. Boom. It's not. And you can see his frustration building. It's building with why isn't this not happening the way I'm used to it happening. He hasn't reacted well to it. Frankly, Mm -hmm. it's left him a little discombobulated. That's my read. I don't know that just watching it and going back and watching how he coached with new Orleans. He feels like a guy who's out of rhythm. Mm. It's like if you're a race car driver and you always have the same car, and you get another car, you should be fine. And everything feels different. And he looks like that at times that he just isn't comfortable, and it shows up with some of the decisions. And he's not used to it and how you react to it. Now he's got a new coaching staff and these players. And the other thing I've learned from you know the last few weeks, when you look back at his Saints team, Zach, it was locker room led with mm. Drew Brees and Cam Hayward. These really strong personalities who were all in guys who really kept like. and Phil's talked about this. They were the leaders. They were the ownership of it. So Sean was more of the coach and he could be the hard ass and the players can fix it in their own and police themselves. Who is that now? Mm. Who are those guys now? That's been an issue for years since Peyton Manning left that void in leadership since Peyton Manning, DeMarcus Ware and Gary Kubiak left for me, has never been filled, at least not in all three positions at once, and that's been an issue. Mm -hmm. And Sean, the way he coaches, the way I watch him coach, he needs that. He needs a strong locker room of guys who buy into him or can explain to the others, this is why we're doing it. It doesn't make sense. It's aggravated, but this is why. And in absence of that, it comes across differently. The message isn't received the same. And he so that is part of it, and he looks, again, out of rhythm, out of sync, completely when he's coaching at times. And it's not that he forgot football. it just looks like whether it's a pitcher who loses his mechanics or a you know race car driver who shifts wrong, like he looks out of time and out of rhythm in places I've never seen him look out of time and out of rhythm. Wow. I get wow. the frustration out of all of us.
0: Yeah, it is. We all want the Broncos yeah. to be good. That's yes. all. And and these last two years, because of where the expectation was by so many, I had the Broncos as a loser here, as as eight and nine. I could never have seen this mm. one and five after six games. This is this is the worst start in Broncos history, and it's with you know, well we know. Uh, Troy, thank you so much. We'll we'll do this again next week, and um, I'm sure there'll be plenty more to react to uh, on the Broncos front and and elsewhere.
1: Yeah, they need a home win. That would start. Because I think they're only going to be favored one more time this season. Zach, that would probably be that Patriots game Mm. on New Year's Eve. So, I would (laughs) suggest (laughs) it would behoove them to win a home
0: win. Troy, we could see a scenario where it's Bill Belichick against Sean Payton battling for the number one pick. I mean, that is that is realistic. I just I just can't believe these sentences are coming out of my mouth, but they are. Um, okay, Troy, great job as yeah. always. We love having you on. There Thank you go, Troy. Troy Rank, um, Denver 7, presented by Rocks Heating and Air.